It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon. It's Friday. We made it. It's the 11th of December, 2020. And I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scutt. We know him. We love him as Scutty. We've How are it. you? We've made it. We've like smashed through the winning tape. Well, I mean, it's an interesting week, really. It looks as if we're going to still finish the five trading days in positive territory. A little bit of a pause for breath toward the end of the week. Much of that tone, I think, being set on Wall Street because really interesting week in terms of commodities, Scutty. Now, I am... Um, Put the question to Daniel Hines. It was his last visit from ANZ of the year. And I said, okay, just quickly, one word answer. Commodity super cycle, 2021, yes or no? What do you think he said? No. Yes, he said yes. Iron ore really, I think, was the story of the week. It has been. Um, and lots of fundamental factors that are being pointed to by our various analysts and the like. And uh, there's no doubt that Chinese steel production is, is very strong. But just this afternoon, I've been watching some really crazy price movements in, uh, in Chinese futures. So we saw this massive ramp in, uh, and it happened over the, about an hour or so. And uh, the iron ore futures contract, the most readily traded one, uh, jumped to its limit up level. So it was basically up 8% for yeah. the session. Then all of a sudden, a rug pull, and it just collapsed. At, uh, still, it was up like around about 5% for the session still. But really, really sharp and crazy price action, which just tells me that for all the fundamental factors that are no there in the background, there's a lot of speculation in these markets right now. And I wonder how much of this huge rally we're seeing in iron ore price in particular this week have been driven by speculators rather than actual fundamentals. But fundamentals looking strong, according to Fortescue, which held its investor day this week. They're not seeing any slowdown in buying. They don't anticipate. They're not, they're not really worried. It doesn't sound like about supply coming from Brazil as well. Talk to Ed Gemma Dale from NAB Trade. Fortescue is, you know, going gangbusters as far as um, buying on their or through their platform. So it just, you know, there's, there's a lot of enthusiasm there for these Australian iron ore producers. There is, it's a cash making machine, but uh, we've had this conversation a few times now. And uh, longer term, these days are not gonna last. So it uh, depends on what your time horizon is, uh, when you're, whether you want income now or in the future, but certainly, uh, no, it's happy days now, but uh, of course, we're not gonna see $157 a tonne Forever. Uh, no. no, yeah. So, Everybody, Everybody knows that. One, yeah. one, one to keep it. Well, you say that, but I don't think everyone it does know that. But are you talking investors or are you talking analysts? I th no, I'm thinking, I'm talking investors. Oh, I'm investors, not, investors. Analysts, 100% yeah, know. Yeah. They know. But uh, I just think I a lot of people know. have seen it. And this, the way they're pricing Fortescue at the moment, uh, extrapolating these like, models out, and then, oh no, it's going to be higher for longer and all these bullish things. It's like, it's all in the premise that China's going to continue to go and continually increase steel production. I've there, heard that, yeah. And I've heard that multiple times. And I just wonder because we saw some Chinese lending finance figures come out earlier in the week and they're a little bit softer than what the market was looking for. It was the first time that we've seen a slowdown 
and it actually miss in that area. So I wonder whether the authorities there are already saying, hey, look, we've rescued the economy. It's back on track. Yeah. We can go and pull back a little bit. One of the interesting reasons a lot of analysts say we'll continue to see the price, uh, maybe not rise from here, but at these high levels sustained is because of weather. Don't forget we're in La Nina and they expect more turbulent weather. And then that, I just, I always find weather as a factor interesting because it actually does factor into a lot of conversations that we have. We just don't mention it a lot. Have you got a bit of a history in weather? Oh, leave it alone there, Scotty. <laughs> okay. Um, another, I think, thematic this week was, again, the data coming from Australia. So we had the business confidence read. We had the consumer confidence read. Things are looking pretty sweet, you got to say. Um, okay. So what do investors, I'll put a specific question, as we head into this sort of Christmas period, I guess, do you think that the, the the reporting of sales that we get through this Christmas period will be you know, really interesting when it comes to those discretionary retailers? Oh, I expect it to be very strong. Mm. Uh, we know there's a lot of cash in the sideline. We know that people are feeling pretty confident about their jobs. Um, so I expect it to be strong. But uh, yeah, the, the question mark is going to be that uh, early part of next year when we really see a few of those stimulus measures really pull back. But for the time being, uh, it's all looking very good. Uh, so I expect it'll be stronger. But once again, like iron ore prices, uh, this resilience that we're seeing at the moment in the discretionary area, I don't expect will last because prior to the pandemic, when economic conditions were far stronger than what they are currently, uh, discretionary retail was struggling, let's mm -hmm. be honest. Uh, and so uh, has this going to completely change the uh, trajectory and, uh, and outlook for that sector? Absolutely not. Short term, yes, it has. Longer term, no. Okay. Um you know, we had a, a few interesting stories on the corporate front. One that comes to my mind is a takeover tussle for Link administration. The board's still telling shareholders not to take any action, so clearly they're expecting to see an improved offer. Helios, you know, returning cash to shareholders that did good things for its share price overall. We've already talked about iron ore. Uh, we have another unsolicited bid for Asalio Care coming through on Friday, and uh, we chatted with Alan Gray, which has... Um, basically told the Swedish company that they should pack up and leave. No deal. Yeah, no deal. Um, but you can find that interview on our website as video on demand if you'd like to take a listen to that. Um, and I think as well, worthwhile mentioning uh, CSL, CSL on Friday, um, that vaccine news. So not progressing with that University of Queensland CSL vaccine. Share price dropping off the back of that. Uh, again, Gemma Dale saying that, you know, uh, big buy as far as the activity goes on the NabTrade platform. And uh, CSL was the stock of the day. So let's take a listen to what our two expert guests had to tell Koshi. Koshi on his last call episode of 2020. Our guests today were Claude Walker from A Rich Life and um, Rudy Philippek van Dyke from FN Arena. I think this is the most quality, highest quality stock we have on the ASX. Average return for shareholders since IPO is around the 28%. Yeah. But that's the average number. It doesn't mean that every year it will tick up 28%. When CSL share price goes through a period of consolidation, basically, which is now doing, yeah. you never know exactly how long the consolidation lasts. But what, what history shows you is that it's just a pause in a long-term uptrend. Right. And okay. I have seen no reason whatsoever and the, the lower the share price goes, the higher the upside eventually comes. Right, okay. So, so for me, that's a yes. So I own shares in CSL, and I'm much more sad about the fact that the Australian developed vaccine isn't, isn't a goer than I am about the, the slight hit to the share price. Um, 
actually there probably is a long-term positive for CSL here, which is they have these capabilities to, to solve these problems. They, they've yeah. just not, they've not got a bullseye on this account. And so it doesn't shake my belief in the fact that this is a super important to Australia, very important long-term great tech company that we have. But I'm happy to give it a buy as well. And so, you just heard it, both gents there saying that CSL is a buy. I think Rudy thinks CSL is always a buy. Um, but when you see, especially a price fall like we saw today in CSL, it doesn't happen that often. So what's it doing, Scuddy? It's going... In the portfolio. Woohoo! It's going back in the portfolio. So there before, taken out. It's really interesting in. to see, like, no, CSL, like you mentioned what happened with the other news about the vaccine today. The other thing, and we talked about this as well earlier in the week, is the Aussie dollar. Like we, yeah. we can't go, uh, go out talking about what's going on there. So since we last spoke about it, Aussie is trading about 75.70 now mm -hmm. uh, and continuing to go and soar. So uh, one again, keep an eye on when it comes to those uh, no, companies with a large chunk of offshore earnings, including CSL, because uh, clearly, uh, translated back, it's going to go and hit earnings a little bit. One of the most followed, the most followed company on the Ausbiz platform, Zipco, announced a bit of a deal with Facebook on Friday. Shares did really well off the back, but uh, the group of the buy now, pay later is doing well, including Afterpay, yes. which was up by about 5%. So leading the uh, information technology sector to lead uh, the 200 on Friday. Um, so always keep one eye trained on that area of the market. Um, yeah, lots of people a little bit concerned about valuations. Um, but if you look at the IPO market in the US, I mean, <laughs> wow, DoorDash this week and Airbnb. And again, I, don't, I keep name dropping Gemma Dale, but I just find her, her updates interesting because mm. it's actually what Australian investors are doing. And she said that there was one Australian investor that put 250 grand into that, uh, that IPO. And um, yeah, it went gangbusters. Yeah, best of luck to them. Like, uh, valuations. Yeah, it's uh, some of the valuations that are being spat out at the moment. Uh, I saw this fantastic stat. There's a tweet that I went and put out, and I actually went and, uh, and tagged the uh, Federal Reserve and congratulated them on the success. But uh, it was the number of IPOs in the United States that had more than doubled on its first day. And it's just going through the years. And so the yeah. one, two, I think the previous, you know, the record was around about seven or something. And that was back probably I think in 2014 or 15. And then this year, 19. Yeah, right. By, the, by a huge standout. So that wall of money you know, sloshing around, we're going to chase anything. So the key question, of course, is we're not going to see that going to change anytime soon. But when the environment does change, what's going to happen to the valuation models that these are, these companies? Because a lot of blue sky has been priced in. So Scuddy's view today, I'll say it for you, is on Japan, which has come up in a lot of conversations that I've been having on air lately as well. Uh, we were speaking with uh, Grant Patterson, MD at Providence Wealth. If you'd like to listen to that interview, he mentions Japan in that. You can access it via the show notes. And you're going to have to sign up to the COB, I think, to get Scuddy's view on Japan. Do you want to give us a teaser? Oh, look, uh, you mentioned yourself and Diane, you, you can back me up here. That uh, The number of times we've gone and asked, like, so... Where is the investment yeah. opportunity? We're talking about this rotation, and you no, know, I like to go and try and broaden the uh, the universe of things that we can go and talk about when it comes to investment opportunities. And along with EM, I reckon Japan has been right up there as the, the market. So many people have nominated as being this sleeper that's just waiting to go and start roaring again. Uh, and a couple of things happened during the week that prompted me to go and write it. Uh, we saw that the uh, the Japanese uh, government went and did a three, third stimulus package. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's going to go and be really chunky. So it's now basically like the biggest fiscal stimulus mm -hmm. out of the other uh, developed markets out there. And I found that really intriguing because not only is it going to get no support for the uh, domestic sector there, but being right next door to China, and we know mm -hmm. what's going on with China, the 
virtuous cycle between those two big economies will clearly start Don't to Don't give it all up. away. I'm trying to get people to subscribe for the COV newsletter as well. Nothing else there. Well. Yeah, nothing else. <laughs> uh, and you can do so just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a companion, I suppose, to this podcast, but it does have the bonus of Scuddy's view each and every day. I promise I'll never talk about it again. <laughs> and uh, you can do uh, and sign up for that newsletter just by pressing the red button on our website. Okay, so uh, tonight we've got a producer price index coming out of the U.S. Um, we've got a whole great day lined up for you on Monday. We are really cracking through December. Um, so do hope you join us on Monday. We do hope you have a really good weekend. Stay safe and uh, look forward to well, look forward to having a chat with you on Monday, Scotty. Likewise, and uh, good luck with the Christmas shopping this weekend. Oh, God, yes. So it's, going to, it's going to be a mission, but so no, everyone out there, have a fantastic weekend. If you are shopping, stay safe, and uh, it's been up big to go help the economy.